When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the dread minds of Skellen to the veil of boobs, which we've yet to see, across the shattered sea and the immemorial city, this is Casterly Talk, the Willow Discussions. I, as always, am your host for this adventure, Alden Diaz, once again joined by one of my favorite quest companions. He's yet to use his one cry, although he might on this episode, because I covered Kit in the thumbnail. I apologize. It's Nikki Kumar, once again. I'm sorry. Look, you know, like I said, it, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> we all make production Every, mistakes. Everyone's got to, and everyone's got to take a W in the face. Mm. You know, so. that's true. Everyone takes it. It is still a W, though. Uh, I think we would agree about this entire episode. It's so weird to be here already at the pen ultimate episode of this show that has sort of taken over our lives. We talk about yeah. it every day. Yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been a huge thing, especially for you know us together. Willow was never a part of our friendship, <laughs> and then no. for me, I mean, it's I only watched it like mid November at best. Um, mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a real whirlwind, and it's been so fun, and I've you know loved every episode, loved all the characters, loved um, just tuning in every week and talking about it, and. Yeah, and now we're we're in the the business of all business ends. Yeah, everything hurtling forward quite literally. We've got a shattered sea, which is also sort of reflective, also kind of mystical. It's got some at world's end vibes, and we're charging forward on a boat that is being pulled by a mudmander, who we'll <laughs> talk about. Uh, there's so much being. This show does such a great job of just here's some more things, and here's some more things, and here's mm-hmm. some more things. But it always feels right. Uh, Julian Glover getting a wonderful guest starring role, completing the Lucasfilm live action trifecta. Um, it's wild. Which, wild achievement. Yeah, a wild achievement. Uh, it's fantastic work from our, our beloved general viewers. Also, relevant to Casually Talk, Grandmaster Picel, maybe not as beloved uh, in that role, but he was <laughs> he was damn good in it. Um, we had wonderful character developments here, an incredible training montage set to that bop that was in the trailers uh but included way more training than we thought we got mm-hmm. some alora and willow we have some alora and Graydon. we have quite possibly one of the greatest romance scenes i've seen in anything a a duel where a princess in love with her knight girlfriend asks her not to hold back and then the two of them are just just being the most wonderful couple i just i could watch a kit jade spinoff after this for years and be happy yeah. uh willow finally admitting at least to some degree what went down with his family we don't mm-hmm. know what the tragedy or adventure was yet but there's some great sort of just big pathos that just comes forward from warwick and from his trauma and it all leads to a leap of faith which 
for two characters who have been at odds the entire season to come to that place as an endpoint was brilliant. Meanwhile, I mentioned it, the Immemorial City playing more of a role than it has up until this point. We meet someone calling herself uh, Lily of Kashmir, Mm -hmm. uh who i believe is also a princess at least according to her story right and and she's played by uh rosabelle Laurenti sellers who was a tn sand over in the game of thrones side of things she's wonderful in this things get a little bit steamy but like a lot of things in life they'll get steamy and then weird and complicated (laughs) and very complicated yeah not everybody can be uh you know borman and scorpio or kid and jade sometimes uh you make out with a stranger and you end up getting a haircut and entering your goth era. Um, and a lot of like orange, connected. shiny water. Yeah. Lots yeah. of orange sort of weird, like, I don't even know how to describe the texture. It kind of looks like beer sort of like the way yeah. that it's sort of, but like, it's a very interesting, Yeah, it's an interesting sort of device that's introduced without being explained. It's like the inside of a gel pen. Yeah, it's like the inside of a gel pen, but also kind of a portal because the implication, I guess, being that you can access the city through the mines Mm -hmm. or that there's some sort of connection there. It seemed like the trolls were working for the crone. The crone does not make her presence known for more than like a flash of Alora's vision Mm -hmm. uh, with the enemies, with the gales. But we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to her. Is Lily of Kashmir actually the crone? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is Lily of Kashmir? I, I hope I hope she's not young Bav Morda because then that's some grandma grandson stuff. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna nix that. <laughs> I'm gonna nix that theory. Um, but there's so much going on here. But you know, I set it up top. We both love this episode. So yeah. t- talk to me about your your impressions of what I would call probably, and you said it as well, the most straight up fantasy epic feeling yeah. one of yeah, all this, of these it was the one that like just really went for it. it felt like the most almost complete story in and of itself um mm. and just like i think the one thing when i watched it and i sort of like you know the credits are rolling and i forgot what song they used at the end <laughs> but like yeah credits are rolling i'm like whoa and i feel like i feel like i watched the two towers like that's mm. that's what it almost felt like where it's like this was a really like in a trilogy like a very epic dark challenging middle chapter mm-hmm. and um i think that's like that's what made it so good it was it was the you know it was their crucible it was their dark night of the soul it was their heart of darkness like all these things coming together yeah. they had to bury demons they had to overcome insecurities they had to you know, find all the challenges that have been um, plaguing them for for seven episodes. And I think maybe even like, I think the one who's probably the most behind is Willow, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like everyone else has sort of like come face to face with the thing they needed to face and jump like hurdled it, you know? Yeah. Even, yeah. even with and maybe like Borman, maybe the other one, but I think the fact of the the curious not working, I think that's like his big, I'm over the, you know, the ledge type mm-hmm. situation for him. Graydon comes to terms with both his power and his feelings. Alora mm-hmm. with her her journey with magic, Kit with her relationship with Jade and Alora and um, 
there's a lot of scenes with her and Willow too, which I thought were were very interesting because they haven't been really paired together. Um, I don't think much at all. Yeah, um, not, you get a couple conversations, but yeah. not really anything personal. Yeah, so I thought that was that was like a, another just good sort of way to to bring them together and and yeah, it just it feels like yeah we got over that thing and now we're ready for the the final test. Yeah, I love a lot of what you said there about sort of these characters breaking through, but even the people that are lagging behind Borman and Willow in this case, it's still like if you're not ready to make the breakthrough, you're sort of whether you realize it or not, you're still getting to the point of confrontation mm-hmm. of your insecurity, which I think is such a huge theme of the show. It's a huge theme of Willow in general. I mean, that was what he was battling in the film right. um, from the get from the finger test in the original movie. It's about being insecure with his own gut instincts with his choices right. with his, his confidence his you know crisis of 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 adequacy right. um borman sort of facing the same things here but you know borman's is pretty subtle it, it's a, it's he's racked with guilt his entire arc has been can i can i be who i want to be but also atoning for mistakes i may have made it's still ambiguous about who did what We'll talk a little bit about the Chimerian Curious and the fact that it didn't work. And then for Willow, Mims comes back into the story in mm-hmm. some horror movie type ways. Yeah. Um, it's some dark side <laughs> visions for him. When, we, when was, she was like so obscured. Oh. I was like, no, nah, please no. <laughs> don't turn. Don't yeah. turn. Yeah. I was like, she's going to have zombie yeah. makeup on or something. Again, the yeah. other, and sure as hell. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, great to see her return. A quick, fun uh, side note. I knew that harrison davis warwick's son had done stunt work as willow mm-hmm. but apparently so did she because oh, okay. in the group photo that john kasdan posted uh, before mm. this episode aired you could see warwick and annabelle together in the front and she's I'm got her dad's wig and, and a blue thing on and everything love so to see it. i guess he was like my stunt doubles are my kids uh yeah. save some money the family uh, that they, willow's together yeah yeah Stays honestly together, gets paid together 100 <laughs> you know? percent. get that money yep. um jack kilmer get that money everybody yep. involved legacy players um th- there's so much good in this in terms of legacy in terms of people sort of making those breakthroughs and i think breakthrough really is a big theme if everything so far has been insecurity and the only moments up until this point well some of the key moments up to this point of breakthrough you look at like kit and Alora, right like they had a little bit of like we've developed an understanding in Nakmar, but then you know that I th- I like that the show was smart enough and bold enough to say like just because you understand each other a little bit more doesn't mean you're suddenly cool. And then yeah. their only other moments of honesty were under the influence of the truth plums. Mm-hmm. So it's like we we haven't had a genuine by choice moment so the leap with everything with them works perfectly but even up until then there's all of these like very classic mythic visual storytelling things things that george lucas loves to do and and the stuff that he's created and he does still have you know the created by on this um characters created by you have kit rocking madame mardigan's sword on her back now after she's been saved from alora's spell and alora's spell is, is such a powerful thrust that eradicates all the remaining blonde hair, all the dye that she has yeah. left. And she just becomes full Alora while she pulls Kit from this water, this mm-hmm. mysterious orange water. 
and it's like it's like double triple quadruple like there's so much rebirth imagery happening yeah throughout this entire thing how did a lot of that resonate with you as you know it's because it, it works in a, for young people in a way of like they might not know those tropes and everything but for like for us it's like to see them presented in fresh ways is really cool yeah i think i think every, like pretty much every time i've talked about willow i think i've said like the kit and Alora scenes are the ones that always grabbed me um because mm-hmm. it it is that very complicated type relationship of like they both on paper have the same objective specifically you know um but there's so much like so much baked in to to the you know the dynamic where it's you know at first kit doesn't care for her because she's just the next the next girl in line right you know she's just she's just that um she's miss muffins you know she's <laughs> she and then and then that morphs into she's the object that's robbed me of my father right um mm-hmm. and then you know for for Elora, it's you know this kind of like um this job of proving to others and herself right yeah of who she is and and that's sort of like the struggle uh for her and and those two things those two characters are just like an epic clashing point um Mm -hmm. so yeah i think to to really put them through a lot of different things together again it's it's almost like a complete arc in itself you know it's it's, she she does save her but then there's still like weird looks right like we don't know what's going on um most of the time like kit's still kind of messed up right she's, she's like giving her the eyes and she's like what are you looking at (laughs) and then like Mm -hmm. even at the dinner scene they're like very kind of curt with each other um and then and then it really just sort of like bubbles into that like visually just incredible starry reflection like it's it's insane the the visually this episode was was something else uh the colors on display the mm. the ability to use the the sea and and how it you know reflects and is water but also solid and you know, it's like yeah. um yeah it's it was just it was just so cool and yeah to see those those scenes like you talk about like with rebirth and and re- regeneration and um, yeah all those things all just sort of like come together and to do so in a very character driven character focused way i think is always always the super satisfying um thing you know yeah yeah and to first of all to your point i mean yeah it's gorgeous jamie child's directed this episode um the whole shows look great but the choices here the framing it lends itself to feel more heightened more fantastical more like a magical sort of like you said the word crucible like it feels it's already an otherworldly world and Mm -hmm. this feels like the next plane of that that they really are leaving something um they play with you know the 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 perspective of the characters on time we don't know if it's been days weeks months and that's never answered it doesn't matter um it's just about the forward momentum and in that to have those moments those quiet moments like you talked about like you know the what are you looking at and the different little things to to slowly get them to the place of having a real conversation um, because they didn't, neither of them chose their lot in life. And right. I think that's what binds them. Like their goal binds them, like you said, very literally. 
the quest, you know, who their adoptive adoptive slash real dad is and isn't mm-hmm. like Mad Mardigan, as Willow points out angrily, I have much as as much a right to her as as, as you do. She's as mine as much as she is yours. Yeah. Mad Mardigan was the original choice. He took the baby and he lost mm-hmm. her in like 0.2 seconds, but like <laughs> he, he did adopt her yeah. for a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> he had a journey. Um, but you know, they're they're intrinsically linked. Yeah. And and, I think and yeah, it's like okay. and also the way the inverse is presented, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. Kit's big moment is like, I never wanted to be a princess, right? Mm-hmm. And and then Laura's like always did (laughs) it's like it's like just the way that they it's like they complement each other and clash against each other like just so well yeah absolutely and i think that there's a lot of the the contrast that the characters raise is one of the great strengths of the show i mean something Mm -hmm. that to look at somebody else that has been I don't know if he's been under discussed in general or, or, or just, you know, he's been the more subtle play is Graydon. Yeah. And when Graydon does get a moment, it's always it's a couple times. It's been straight up horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, other times it's been more like teen comedy. Um, but I think that this episode really pushed Graydon to the place where I've liked him the most as a character. Um, not that I ever disliked him, but I feel like I have a whole new appreciation for him just because of his relationship with Kenneth, the, yeah. the, the mud mander yeah. uh, or Ken Knapsack, as I will be calling him <laughs> uh, from, from this point on, I texted Ken yeah. uh, and I said, there's a character this week named after you. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I did not tell him that it was a fantasy frog salamander yeah. horse thing that is, is a, some sort of beast of burden that can, drag boats through the they they wouldn't have made it without him you know nope they wouldn't have and and what i love i love a i don't even know what to call it like a hanging beat or just like something that just is like this moment where great and this is where i really was like i love this guy i Mm -hmm. i've gone from liking him to loving him is he sent kenneth back yeah which sort of was a leap of faith before the leap of faith like right. there's the big dramatic one, but like Graydon gambles with all of their fates, but it's, but you understand why within the context of his whole arc, which is what the show does so beautifully with all the characters. And this mm-hmm. will come up repeatedly. The This rewatch is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Like rewatching them back to back to back to back. It's going to be a, a fun binge because. I mean, yeah, just, just really quickly on that. Yeah. Like I was thinking just the other day, when mm-hmm. at the pilot, how it's a comedy beat when Kit is like, yeah, well, one fell out of the tree, so I got to marry that one. Yes. And, and like, yeah. that's, that's like presented as like a <laughs> dark comedy. Yes. And then you get the story. Like you add, that is actually vital to this, to his story. And it, it's it horrific. Bad. It was dark. And, it's um, horrific. And it, yeah. we still don't know why. And mm-hmm. maybe we won't know. And like, you know, hashtag renew Willow. I see that going around a little bit. Like yeah. Yeah, I would, please let's do it um I, I i i'm both i'm i think you would agree i'm both enamored with the smallness and like the the family of of the willow fans people that are talking about it that it is kind of small but at the same time i want more of it so it's like yeah. you know like you want it to be healthy but intimate, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it, i would like weird. it to be a decently yeah. sized hit yeah. uh the return of the 40 million dollar movie but yeah <laughs> it's like it 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 tracks so beautifully with his arc because you, from his perspective, 
he's had agency robbed from him now at least two major times, one that we've mm-hmm. seen and one in flashback. And he's just been this kind bookish kid that hasn't been appreciated by anybody who has been sickly. And later we find out it was possession and stuff and is scarred up and carries all this with him. And through Kenneth, he had a chance to make a better choice. And I feel like it was such a, like he could tell that he was getting sick the further and further and further he went away uh, from his home with Julian Glover off at the, the, I guess the last restaurant on earth, the last little, the last little inn before you get out into the sea and he sent him back and the characters, there's no argument about it. Like Borman's pissed, you know, and it's valid to be scared. You know, now you have to walk, but Mm -hmm. it was, it was just felt really pure and really elegant for a character to just say like, I, we can't exploit that creature anymore. Mm. Like it, it, it has to go. That's very yeah. George Lucas. It's very, uh, it just feels right, especially for somebody that's caused so much harm. Like everybody wants to be able to affect something in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to Kenneth for just having a, a great little arc. He, yeah. he's, he's, he's the ideal worker. He's like, I did my job. <laughs> You're not paying me OT. I'm going oh, back. <laughs> and visually, visually it was so heartbreaking mm-hmm. watching because they did show him decaying right yeah. like and and Graydon saw that and and I think that's that's an, another great thing about Graydon is like or not not great for him but great for, for a character is yeah. like he's always really been the outsider he's he's had no history with any of them like mm-hmm. he's not team Tyrez lean he didn't know Mad Mart again he didn't know yeah. the, you know and so like everybody else in the group has a connection to somebody of like note and mm-hmm. he was the one who is just kind of along for the ride because he was made made to feel responsible <laughs> like to be along yeah. for the ride um and so it's it's yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like even when i think it's laura when she's like you know do you want to like hang out or whatever and he's like i just want to be with kenneth um and you know and take care of him um i think it it, it was that outsider coming forward even Mm -hmm. more and sort of like him finding something of his own in within the adventure and connecting to something um that wasn't part of the like big grand scheme yeah i think was really nice for him and then and then yeah to make the decision without um you know not by committee right like right he he didn't take it to them and be like hey He's not doing well. We should. He just did it. Um, so yeah, oh. it's 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 great agency for for him. His his ability to trust his instincts flourishing here through this relationship with Kenneth and with his shot in the dark, literally just a shot, just like I'm gonna grab this flute and just I just feel it. And he yeah. it, it took me a second. I, I actually hit the 10 seconds back rewind because I thought. Is he packing a wand? Is this a mm-hmm. reveal? And then I was like, no, it is the flute. And then Willow says, you know, objects of that mean a lot to us, I'm paraphrasing, you know, can become conduits, which I love. That's a um, really great feature. Because I love the idea of like, I mean, it's something that I always liked about Harry Potter, like Hagrid's wand was refashioned into an umbrella. Like, yeah. I've always liked the, it doesn't need to be, uh, just because mm-hmm. Shalindra had a wand, it doesn't mean that that's how magic works. Willow has a staff. 
of yeah. unknown origin. I don't think we ever find out about Willow Staff, um, at least not yet. But it, it's it was a nice sort of moment of him sort of trusting himself. Like you said, it's not by committee. He's just becoming Graydon Haster uh, of his own man. And, you know, we had a little bit of that rebirth stuff in Wildwood. Like he is shaven and sort of is now trying to come to terms with his own feelings. Fun behind the scenes tidbit. I don't know if you saw John Kasdan's tweet that the only reason Tony Revolori is shaved is because he's in the next Wes Anderson movie and Wes Anderson wanted him clean shaven. So that's a reshoot <laughs> and a rewrite. Wow. So he, so Graydon was going to have a goatee and they weren't thinking anything about that. Yeah. Then they write the comedy beat of him getting shaven because of women. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, but I thought you said girls liked this. And he's like, yeah. he doesn't have a girlfriend. Like, so that whole bit is a, a little, a little Here bit of Hollywooding. Um, and uh, I think John Kazan said, no is almost never the answer or mm -hmm. something like that. You know, yeah, you just make it work, right? Yeah, figure yeah. it out. Um, and so, but, but it works. It, it plays thematically. It plays so well. Um, and I, I liked that Willow, who did, you know, because he's, he's dealing with a lot and, and he's not necessarily being fair to the kids for the majority of the season. He can be crotchety and difficult with them. Um, it, it, previously judged this guy just based on who his family was. Yeah. And now finally gives him props and is like, you actually do have what it takes. Like mm -hmm. that was, that was an impressive thing that you did. I mean, he one shot killed the Gale, the flying yeah. Gale. So now they've got three down. Uh, did they, did they defeat the Scourge or is the Scourge? Mm -hmm. Oh, is the Scourge Jonas? <laughs> yeah. Uh... I thought that they, I thought the Scourge had survived. Yeah, because he's like still outside the forest before they go in, right? Right. So I think they they've defeated two of them, two. or maybe I we just thought they defeated two, and now they have. In any case, mm -hmm. the Gales could be regenerating. I don't know, um, but it just blasts them. And just on a note of like the filmmaking of it, how great was the the momentum and just the action blocking? It was really this. good. Yeah. Foreman on top of the cart and the catching of the sword inside of his cleaver and twist, flip, boom, magic blast. Like it was yeah. just all every player sort of having a kit instinctively blocking a shuriken with her <laughs> thing, but it getting stuck in her arm. Yeah. It's like, oh man, so yeah. good. Yeah, that no, it was really it was really yeah, just great, exciting stuff. And that's another like facet of um, this episode, this was the first episode of the season with a multiple writing credit type situation. Yes. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a team necessarily. It was multiple looks, multiple passes. And it's like, just like watching it and thinking how loaded it was <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah, that needed a lot of eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that's, that's a lot for one brain to, to process. And I think that um when you get really nice like com complex layered um exciting action scenes i think that's usually that like that's a good indicator of a lot of brains working together harmoniously not some you know obviously sometimes multiple writers uh doesn't work out well um right. but i think it's again another testament to the little team that they they put together to make this show it's they were all just on a great wavelength and you know, it's not a it's not a messy episode, and you get it's almost like they shared the load, right? Like it's like yeah. Pacific Rim when you like 
drift with the other pilot, right. you know? Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, a great testament to, to how they worked as a team in crafting it. Yeah, I like that, you know, emerging from the mines, much like uh, a certain other fellowship. Um, it, it had, you know, it's traumatic and there is loss and they lost Allagash. And mm-hmm. from Kit's point of view, it's, you know, still magically ambiguous what was going on with Mad Mardigan. But she believes, and so does Laura, like that was her chance. She gave up her chance to save her dad or to reach her dad. So you come out of the mines in pain. And, you know, with Kit, like, she even has to recover her strength and her health and her balance and everything. But they are more of a unit than they than they realized coming Mm -hmm. out of there. Um, It's way more functional. The trust is sort of starting to build. And I think that's why it lends itself to moments like renewed confidence in Graydon, something that he didn't have. Uh, with his own family, it leads to moments like we talked about with Alora and Kit sort of having further breakthroughs. I like that their relationship, like you said, like their scenes always have this this really special sort of meat to them. It's like one sustained breakthrough. Like yeah. I think that if you if we did a super cut of just Kit and Alora by the end, we would see one conversation. Like yeah. it's it's one sort of therapy session across the season that we've been checking in with them on. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like we said, with Willow and Borman, not everybody uh, is having their breakthroughs. They might be slowly having it. Like in the case of Willow, he's being forced to have it, forced yeah. to reckon with his visions, forced to deal with the fact that Elora has already seen what he's seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he didn't know that she knew. It's uh, like his that, last trick on yeah. her. She's headed toward death, uh, at least in some capacity. Um, How did you feel about where he's at, what he revealed? Um, The fact that it wasn't as simple as his family, besides besides Mims is dead, but that his wife and son, I forget his son's name, uh, but I know Kaya is his wife. Yeah. Kaya was lost during one of his adventures ambiguously. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was that she died while he was not home and maybe like but in any case it it wasn't that he lost his son is that his son ran away out of resentment yeah uh that he that he 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 had only that that it strengthens the connection to mims so much Mm -hmm. because she was the kid that stayed yeah um yeah it was it's one of those things again where it's like for as much as we got it it makes me both like makes me emotionally worried (laughs) what the finale has in store (laughs) Um, but, but also, yeah, I think in terms of, um, Willow and his portrayal, it, I think we talked before Warwick has said straight up, Mark in the last Jedi influenced how I, how I approach this. Right. And I think there, there are so many great, um, sort of parallels between Willow and Luke in those moments of their lives. And, you know, just again, the, what guilt like how it manifests and forces you to to be who you're not right and like you think of willow as a as a young man right and Mm. he's he's so bubbly and you know just so kind and everything and and now he's crotchety and reserved and um hiding demons and you know it's it's such a it's really like it's it's sad it's like it's sad by design right to mm-hmm. to see your hero be like that um and it's not a 
you know, again, like some people, you know, we're not, we don't need to um, litigate Luke Skywalker, but it's like <laughs> some people don't respond well to that, right? Like really? they want to see, huh. yeah, they want to see the the hero be the hero all the time. And I, I think it is always so incredibly powerful to have them. Fall. Well, the thing about Last Jedi, no, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it's, but yeah, you, you're right. I mean, it's, it can be uncomfortable, but it is bold. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's what has me. It's what I've loved about Lucasfilm's handling of all of his legacy characters, Luke Han and Leia. All I think I even said this when talking about Wildwood. Like, he's a comedic side character, but Rule doesn't go on the journey because Rule is done. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He's nothing left to prove. His journey's over. He helped his friend. He did what he was supposed to do. Shalindria's gone. Rizel's gone. Rule's got a family, and he's done. Yeah. But Han was not done he reverted leia was not done she kept fighting luke was not done he had trauma it does not sound like indy's done based on what Mm -hmm. james mangold has said about dial of destiny like what is a hero at twilight like it's it's that type of stuff and for willow he sort of i think as much as luke does with ray and kylo ren but maybe even more so and then you know in a warwick davisy ways because he's he's got a more of a britishness and a and a a Mm. quirk to him but he's doing a lot of projecting like i couldn't help but really analyze the scene the the beginning of the training montage the the, the, before the music pops off when he's like you're still holding back you're still this you're still that like you know why can't those parts of yourself yeah accept all of that and i'm like uh willow uh buddy uh i you know i pot kettle black here dude yeah. <laughs> like, you are absolutely not internalizing the lead you're right but you're yeah. not internalizing any of that it's easy to see that in somebody else which is something that all these characters do to a certain degree i mean mm-hmm. they've all had to realize uh the classic we're not so different you and i like yeah Alora didn't ask to be the goddess empress that will deliver the entire world you know spiritual chosen child just like Graydon didn't ask to be a vessel for evil and, and mm. Borman and Kit, Kit, Kit goes on about how much he hates Borman, but it's like, there's, there's a, a little bit of that. He was another one of my dad's chosen kids that took him away. Like yeah. there's, there's all kinds of, we are each other Spider-Man meme pointing at right, right. stuff going on yeah. with these characters that I thought that was a great place to have the breakthrough like she's got her natural hair back she gets a new outfit in this that sort of yeah. like jean, jean jacket, jacket. <laughs> skirt combo and yeah. stuff which is cool i like that willow is a fantasy world where denim just plays like it just yeah. i don't even bat an eye at it no if i saw yeah. denim in rings of power i would be like what the hell is that but in willow i'm like it looks cool it, it's such a like again it, we've talked before like i think that's why it's so fun of like a world to be into right it's 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 why it feels very fresh to be here now um because it's like we we are steeped in star wars westeros middle earth yeah and it's like now we're getting something that's like starting to break conventions (laughs) you know it's like it's like oh you thought you know no that's fine we're gonna do some we're gonna put some modern music in we're gonna yeah modern music denim jackets i mean even the chimerian curious that we haven't seen work which we'll get to in that flashback, it's a 
modern looking piece of technology like the, mm. it looks like iron man so like it clicks and it links and it starts to integrate with the then you know we both have a theory we'll talk about that but even it's the like, spells the spells yeah visually are feel unique in how mm -hmm. they sort of like jagger jag off and like yeah that's you know, like in weird ways they yeah like they're not just pew pew but they're also not like super larger than life they've got right. silly words they they have their own rules um that you know they just throw at you it, the exposition is always feels right the show does exposition so well um mm. which is why it can break for a training montage like it's sort of and again i've, I've made this point before how fitting it is that this is john kazan considering what his father did and this particularly in star wars mm -hmm part of the magic of empire strikes back is that the answer to how long everything took is however long it needed to take yeah and when you have something like dagobah where it's like how long was he there i don't know as pablo hidalgo says it moves mm -hmm. at the speed of plot right. you're able to say like hey we're on the shattered sea thing and it's going to take a while and they have to stop for rest and kenneth has to stop for rest and why not just do this montage but it's full of character moments yeah. too and it's not just Willow teaching uh, Laura the entire time. Then Kit is like, this is an opportunity for me and Jade. And then mm -hmm. Graydon gets in on the sorcery stuff as well. And Borman is, <laughs> there's a shot of Borman where he's like looking over the thing and drinking. And uh, it's it just full of so much character. Uh, and I watched that montage over and over and over again uh and yeah and we'll just say it now yes yes i watched the kit alora scene like five six times like not kit alora kit jade um mm. kit alora yes but the kit jade um sort of like the follow-up to wildwood like right the yes love you actually getting the kiss after the training it just feels and like not again not being under the influence of the truth plums like yes it is, it's 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 the honesty of mm -hmm. you know of the the journey taking its like taking its toll emotionally on them right and it's, yeah. and it's a positive way like usually you say toll in a negative way but like this this one it, it has all piled in and it's it's the moment they have deserved you know yeah. properly it started to crystallize yeah. their the training the cinematography it, it's just stunning the way that it goes from being uh a combat scene into a romantic and sexually not sexually explicit but sexually intimate scene yeah. um is blocked and directed really well uh those actors have chemistry we were blessed this year i think with three undeniable chemistry moments yeah one is daredevil and she hulk <laughs> un un unreal chemistry yeah it's true two is basically everyone in the star trek strange new worlds cast yep, yep. with each other uh yep. and then three is kit and jade where i just every single time like they are money and aaron kellyman mm -hmm. has has been a, a a proven commodity and just a proven talent but i think that she has just gloriously not leveled up but has gotten to play because emphasis nest is powerful but she's not vulnerable to, mm -hmm. certain, to a certain degree but she's not vulnerable she's not cute she's doesn't she's not insecure she's not in love like and you know yeah. she was very 
hardline badass for most of Falcon Winter Soldier. We talked about Green Knight a little bit off air. Green Knight is a very ethereal performance, but Jade has let her flex every muscle. Um, And she gets to be the literally like on paper, physically in terms of skill level, more capable one. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the two, she's the gut. She's on track to be this legendary knight. She's literally the first woman to be accepted into the Shining Legion, which right. I hope we do get to see by the time this is over. I would love to see her like suited up by the time the finale yeah. happens. But but then you have Kit, who is objectively not a great princess, hasn't really been the best daughter or sister, has you know, and, and Eric has not been a great prince either. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about him. But she is the A personality when it comes to this romance. Yeah, she's always instigator. (laughs) Always instigator. Always like from pilot to here. Um, Yeah, and we're not. I I don't say this to be funny or 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 steamy on the internet, but like it's 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 a directorial choice that she's always on top. Yeah, like it's uh, and you know, someone could piece that clip out and like you know make it a meme like. Panthalos always on top but it's a choice she'll tell you who she is and she'll get on top (laughs) that is that is her that is her good at intros yeah (laughs) (laughs) um no i think i mean it's yeah it's it's definitely it's a it's a major choice because it mirrors the the pilot Mm -hmm. so well right and the pilot the pilot scene where we talked about where that was kit like just kind of like shooting from the hip and being like yeah i'm gonna bounce anyway so yeah now's now's my time um, and it's like to do that, to block it very similarly in terms of where they are, where the camera mm-hmm. is, and then to make it the most honest version of that, you know, the one where I don't, I'm yeah. not going to run away after I tell you or after I do yeah. this. Um, and then, and it's so sweet. Cause like later on they the way they sit together now is different, mm-hmm. right? Like there, there's more sort of like, they're, they're very coupley. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's just, it, it was, it was very good to, I think again, do it here and not it's, it's again, it's, it's why it's such a great, um, like crucible episode because it's, it's like, we've gotten all this taken care of now and now we can go do the thing that we yeah. can do. Absolutely. Um, I'm waiting for Borman now to pop up when they're cuddling and be like, hey, knew it. Like, <laughs> I, 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 like <laughs> I shipped it from the beginning. <laughs> I was on board. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, and speaking of him, speaking of the man, he's the last person in our main crew that we've yet to talk about. Yeah. Um, for being as bombastic and 
charismatic and just i mean this i mean omar's just a fantastic fine yeah. like not that he's brand new to acting he's not but like just to getting into this this a status on disney plus a big it's a lucasfilm role. property yeah it's, huge yeah, yeah, fantasy opportunity yeah. um big for representation just big for being the legacy character's apprentice you know mm-hmm. in a lot of ways like he's he's one of the links as much as the kids are um and he's just been so funny and so radiant this entire time you know ken ken knapsack uh, our fearless leader he's going to be back either for the finale discussion or for the season discussion um mm. but even when talking to him like i'll spoil one of his thoughts borman is his favorite by a mile yeah. he loves borman he's like borman's my guy i want to see him in star wars i want to see him in everything and with all of that said i love that the penultimate episode for him after all the swashbuckling and the sexual innuendo and everything his whole thing is just oh i got the magical item that i've been searching for for years that was the entire point of my mission and it don't work yeah. <laughs> it, it for me anyway yeah i might suck a little <laughs> yes. know, like, it's, it's that it's it's uh yeah and it, it, that's that's his gigantic hurdle and it's like to be it's 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 like yeah we got it with allagash but um you know, his 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 reaction was that ah, the stupid thing doesn't work. You know, yeah. Um, whereas Borman, yeah, like you said, it's this has been his. I forget how how long's it been since Mad Mardigan left. Is it like ten it's, years or something? Yeah, so it's been twenty years since the first movie. Twenty years since the movie in canon, and then I think Mad Mardigan's been gone for. It's hard to track when when I, there's the the timing is set by the Sorsha Willow falling out right. because she says yeah. how many moons ago she sent. So when, when Alora was like a kindergartner, he had yeah. already been sent out. So it's been a while. It's been a while, maybe like 15 yeah. years or something. Yeah. It's been a long um, time. Yeah. So, I mean, for that amount of time, that's, that's how long Borman's been stewing over mm-hmm. that mission, what he wants. He wants that invincibility. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's like a crazy thing. Cause he doesn't like have much motive outside of just having that power. Like, it's not yeah. like he wants to go do something with the curious, right? He just right. wants it. He wants the protection. He wants whatever. He wants it. And, but that's the thing is that what I love is he's not, he doesn't, it's not a sword. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bow. It's not a gun. He's, he wants protection. He's a fearful yeah. guy. Like, I think it's important to note, not to you, but just to the viewers, like, Borman was not a knight like Mad Mardigan or like a, a, a rogue like Allagash. Like mm-hmm. I think Allagash says Mad Mardigan called me up 20 years after the last time I saw him. So you get the idea that Allagash was probably pre-Willow movie. Right. An ally of Mad Mardigan's. Yeah. Um, an old, old friend. He might have got um, him stuck in that cage. You know, like yeah, that, something. Yeah. Exactly. Like. Movie exactly probably ran right. with him and eric back in the day from galadorn mm. and stuff and but borman was a squire like he was a kid and then yeah. he he might be responsible at least partially responsible for mad mardigan being lost and so it's like he's looking for protection like he's afraid he's mm-hmm. motivated by fear um which yeah. i think like even the way that he escapes skellen like he has to do the han solo thing and t- exaggerate all of his deeds right. because he's a coward 
Um, yeah. and I, and I think that that's why it's not working. We talked off air and we don't generally do predictions here because it's like, you end up looking like a dummy the next week, but like, it's not a coincidence in my mind that Alagash and Borman cannot agree on what actually happened. Mm-hmm. They blame each other. It's like, no, you're the traitor. No, you're the traitor. You're the liar. You're the liar. And neither of them can get the cures to work. Yeah. And it's like, there's something to be said about the fact that it was made as we find out in the flashback. And this Borman tells the legend to kit, even though she cuts him off very rudely. Um, <laughs> it's that it was created by a mother for their kid. Yeah. And Borman, you have to come at it from that pure place. And I don't know. There's a, there's that one trailer shot where we see kit, kid it out no pun intended uh and there is some there is some armor plating to be seen (laughs) armor plating that she does not have at the end of this yeah uh and she's about to face dark eric and is still in regular clothes so something's something's gonna go down and um feels not to like not to like close read on a trailer shot too much yeah but there is also someone missing from that group shot okay Um, is it is it Oh, I'll be looking at it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of one of our friends of the group, of course. Okay, okay, it's Graydon. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's there's there's a lot to unpack with just that shot of uh, you know, who knows when it is, but yeah. um, but yeah, yeah I think be, that could be the last shot of the season, probably. Yeah. yeah, I think the the curious point is is a great one, and it, it feels so right and i think that's something that's also great i think a lot of the times people are afraid of obvious Mm -hmm. when obvious is not always wrong no like there there isn't a like i don't think we should have the expectation to be tricked right like sometimes obvious is right because it's earned and i think when you talk about the the um the way the curious tracks and how it goes to it could potentially go to kit kit is the worthy one to have it and you know to have it to have that be mad mardigan's pursuit and you know the the parental connection like it's 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 so cool and you talked about like sort of legacy um you know as, as a huge part of the show in general and mm-hmm. i think i think that's what something is so cool about the way like kit's character is coming together and because yeah. we're nerds we talk about swords too much right like um and and we've we've talked about how oh it's cool like she she leaves with sorcia's sword right Mm -hmm. and then she finds mad mardigan's sword and it's like oh this like synthesis of parents right and who's gonna use what and now it looks like sorcia's sword's gone um and it seems like it was lost at some point maybe someone in the comments what did did, did she because the, the the trick is i have to go back the, and watch wildwood yeah it may have stayed with the the bone reavers i think um, because does she is it on her hip when they're about to kiss in wildwood that's no. that's the question i don't think it's it not yeah. and she gets scooped up then it's gone yeah then it's at the camp right so um, it's anyway it's not with her um which is also like indicative of like it's not part of her story anymore because when you think of yeah. like again with legacy and the the symbolism of what those swords are so like she gets Sorsha's sword and that Sorsha's sword she used when she was serving Babmorda. Like it has mm-hmm. tainted legacy to it. It's, yeah. there's, there's an aspect of evil. It looks like a villain sword. Yeah, <laughs> like, like there's does. an aspect of evil behind it. And mm-hmm. and then with that, not so much evil, but just like 
the tense relationship with the mother, the, yes. the expectation of, or not living up to expectation of her mother. And the revelations sense that, you know, Sorsha deserves her day in court. I'm not going to be like F Sorsha, but what the hell with the whole kidnapping of Kit, yeah, of Jade exactly. as a baby. So it's like, yeah. if, it might, I'm not saying she's going to choose between her family and Jade. Like that, I don't think the story is endorsing that right. kind of cynical. But, but there is sort of a mom was making mistakes and dad was doing his best to protect. Mm-hmm. And and I think the irony, a little bit there, is the Chimerian Curus was Sorsha and Matt Mardigan's goal because it was the, well, if we don't want Willow to train her to be a sorceress to battle evil maybe we can find a way to just protect her and we'll hide right. her in the meantime. It's like Stick a nice plate on her. Yeah. Just put <laughs> yeah. a plate on this kid yeah. and dye her hair and hide her. Like, yeah. But it, how cool would it be thematically if Kit the entire season's like, I've been replaced by you and the curious that was supposed to be found to protect Laura protects Kit Tantalus. Yeah, instead. exactly. Like, it's like, like, no, you were not replaced. Yeah. And, and this again with the swords, it's like, to leave to leave all the baggage mm-hmm. of what Sorsha's sword represents behind, mm-hmm. it, you know, because it, it's not something that's been touched on for a while. But the the notion of like, oh, you like you are of evil, like you have descended yeah. from your grandmother's line, right? Like um, that's something that's been hanging over her, and now to to wield the order mid- order of the worm, yeah, the order yeah. of the worm, and then they are the blood of the six the six yeah something like that so it's like the blood of the six i think is part of the order of the world there's a lot of layers right uh so so what's going on um but yeah and so to to leave that behind and to without sort of um being split in any direction to wield fully mad mardigan sword who represents the free spirit the Mm -hmm. the discovery the the um like almost like realignment of the soul right like yeah for him as well um, I think is, is again just so cool such great like prop storytelling mm-hmm. um, such great again the notion of legacy and like where do you come from and how does that you know push or pull you in in any direction is and what do you choose because yeah you know she wasn't there for it because she was not born but like her dad's arc in that first film is are you committed to anything mm-hmm. and, and and when he finally says like I serve the Nelwyn yeah. not a kingdom like that's him saying i choose friendship which is his han solo moment we've joked about how he, he does the dusting crops hyperspace line just in fantasy yeah. speak like, exactly he's committing far boy in the rogue like he, that's george loves that and so like to have that weapon now pretending to hold a sword i would i would very much like some willow replica swords by the way if anybody's watching that Bring it on uh wants to do that and what does um, kid say in this episode i didn't believe yeah. in anything my whole life yeah, and i, I believe, believe in you. in anything yes yeah. oh it's like they're she so is her father yeah yes. they're so mirrored together and it's oh, it's great beautiful. it's it's a it's a great relationship that we don't get to see like in two people mm-hmm. but it's so meaningful to both of them absolutely it's it's yeah it's powerful it, it just feels so right and again and to loop it back into borman i think that what he's realizing and sorcia sort of predicted this on him like he'll do he'll do what he has to do because of a debt yeah and but i think he's missed up until this point he's misconstrued on what that means like in his mind 
the debt was protect myself. Well, well, it was I can protect myself while fulfilling the debt. And and what he thought that was was we'll just finish the quest, get yeah. the curious, and then like I get the curious, I win, and I you know Mads would be proud of me. But it's it's so much more than that because sometimes you are a support player and there's honor in that too. Mm-hmm. And like you did find your own treasures. You found friends. You found mm-hmm. uh, you get to be an honest Thraxus Borman. You got to have Scorpia back and like find your love again and like find some people that at least like kind of respect you. I mean, Kit doesn't mm-hmm. respect him, but like, you know, <laughs> Graydon looks up to him a little yeah. bit. Like the group is slowly sort of warmed up to him. He's proven his mettle. Um, him and Allagash, like they didn't like fix everything before Allagash died, but you know, he, he protected them and he, he made good and he went yeah. into the mines that he ran from. So he's getting his rewards. He just doesn't realize yeah. them then. And I think that that material what, reward not working mm-hmm. is like, that's the stamp. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, he thought he was, yeah, going to find Mad Mardigan's treasure. Right. When yeah. he was actually riding alongside his treasure, his real treasure, and yeah. going in the service of finding his other treasure. The you know, treasures. it's like yep. the treasure of the kids. And it's like, um, yeah it's it's so cool and i think actually you may have to remind me did borman know they were looking for the curious for elora or was it just like was that a secret that Mad martigan and sorcia kept or i think it's um, ambiguous we don't know what he knew as a squire to yeah. my recollection he was just it was it might have just been ben martigan's doing this and you're gonna go because you're the squire like he's so I, yeah and yeah <laughs> and, and, and yeah, of course. Yeah. Like it's a Mad Mardigan adventure post Willow. Mm-hmm. It's gold armored Mad Mardigan, I'm assuming, like, you know, the now the king consort, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, of some kind. Um that's funny. Mad Mardigan being in charge of anything, <laughs> at least even for a time. Uh yeah. so again, very George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. It's like these get these guys zero qualifications, yeah. marrying way above their above their status. Um, I love all that. And, you know, we mentioned him. We're talking about characters and we're talking about challenges and crucibles. Uh, it wasn't all the journey. Um, there's some other things on the journey we'll touch on before we, you know, we'll talk about Julian Glover. We'll talk about sort of the mm-hmm. dinner scene. And I think there's some fun ideas there. But if we're talking about main cast, we have to talk about, of course, Dempsey Burke playing Prince Eric. And then uh, Roosevelt Laurenti Sellers playing Lily of Kashmir question mark who it it seemed like you know oh we're both royals that were trapped at first it's like okay maybe there's like a blood of the six is represented in different kingdoms i started to go to that place in my mind i was like oh are there other princes and princesses that are here that we're gonna find or something 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 no no he just he he got bamboozled by by uh, uh seductive um a temptress, if you will. It happens um, to the best of us again. <laughs> and, and desperation. Yeah, he, he's got, he says he walked for weeks. Yeah. Um, he was walking for weeks before he yeah. just ended up back in the city. Uh, he's drinking this stuff, and we don't know how that's affecting him. It's clearly mystical to some degree. And he gets to the point where not only does he, for a brief moment, cheat on Dove, uh mm-hmm. he immediately regrets it, but there ain't no redemption for you in that moment because then you 
make the next worst choice and you yeah. uh follow her into this temple and he emerges as the dark eric as, dark eric. as a, a goth baddie with no yeah. longer which is just a also sin. with a back a back strapped weapon <laughs> yes with a yeah. really cool hilt yeah. uh i don't know if that's gonna be a staff or a sword i, I didn't mm -hmm. get a good look but like it is super cool uh really excited about that and i I, I yeah just the having to you go to save your brother and now you have to fight him mm -hmm. i mean that's just that's classic that that, that yeah. feels really right um, i think also something is uh shout out to dempsey burke because like we have obviously all all these episodes you've done of casterly talk mm -hmm. have done nothing but praise this cast right yeah. and he's not actually been a huge part of it mm -hmm. um and at least you know on the adventure side and i like i remember when when he got taken in the first episode i was worried like is he going to be like will byers a bit too much right one season where it's like we don't actually really see him do too much mm -hmm. uh but he's of course like the object of the sort of the impetus of the story um but yeah i think he's like he definitely has gotten some time now um i love the way he plays he's like he's like borderline airhead right mm -hmm. like he play he plays him as a surfer dude yeah <laughs> essentially yeah and um i think it's very clever because it's it's both like endearing and you're also like oh this guy's an idiot but then he also does make the right choices you know like mm -hmm. but then he also makes bad choices so it's like it's a very layered thing that i think could be originally sort of been like oh he's just kind of like doofusy and Right. And whatnot and but it, it he's been able to really put a lot of depth into eric for again like not too much screen time as, as far as the um the season goes and and he and uh Rosabelle are are very good together yeah yeah they've got great chemistry she she's playing i, I liked it you know as you start to realize that maybe there's nefarious intent and that she might, whether she is the crone, whether she serves the crone, whatever remains to be seen. But the, the way that her lies start to play on the insecurities of both of the Tantalus kids, like, mm -hmm. you know, how she's like, I, I want to choose freedom and I wanted to choose all these things. And I come from a place where you have to follow the rules and all that stuff. Like she's saying all the right things. And when you connect that back again, I can't wait for the binge watch. When you connect that back to what Willow says of Bab Morda's origins, that she had a lot of promise and she was, you know, young and, and she was kind and like all these things that it, it makes you wonder, like when Lily's describing her own origin story, like how much of it is true? Is this a recent thing? Like we don't know because I believe Julian Glover's character, this, this old fisherman says and it references like, the story, right? We were looking for a princess from Kashmir. Yeah. So it's like maybe at a time she was that, but because of this city, she's maintained her, you know, beautiful young form. Yeah. Or maybe it's trickery and the next episode she'll rip her face off and she'll be the crone. I don't know. Like, but it either way, there's those seeds of time dilation in a fantasy way. Something's going on, but it all comes from a, a a place of like i've said insecurity but it comes to a place of fear but it comes from natural things that young people want 
uh is is the ability to break a rule and, and <laughs> yeah. just have that it's endlessly and, relatable like endlessly endlessly I mean, this on, is on pretty truly, much every character level like this is truly lucasfilm's yeah. first ya storyline yeah and live action it really yeah. is for sure it's it's such a like i mean and again like all ep- all great epic fantasy does that but it's like this this is so again specific both like we talked about both in terms of its like creative choices mm-hmm. and then the the age group of these core characters right like yeah it's and it's all those same challenges that you know you think about when you know as young people when we were a little younger but we still relate to it now and like yeah. you know it's 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 such a good it's such a good place to be in for this story yeah absolutely um i love i love a lot of the way that again the, the cinematography the production design i love the way that the immemorial city doesn't have a naturally evil quality to it i think it adds the deception like yeah you can drink the water but is it doing something to you that you don't notice is mm-hmm. there like doesn't look like an evil place there's no one there the gales aren't even there there's no one actively hurting you but it is sort of breaking you uh it, it's sucking the hope yeah from within and was and there it, a connection to the like orange liquid of the trolls i think this? i think because like I, they they say they're serving the crown right like they are they yeah. are serving the crown like it feels like it almost looked like what eric and kit apologies for the yawn uh had a long work day uh but <laughs> when, when you when they almost like connect hands it, i i don't know if if it was real like exactly. i don't like i really Which don't know another great things are yeah really like, connected to the city yeah it's like I, I love that kind of stuff where it's like was that we'll never know i hope they never tell us like yeah it's like, and then it's yeah so and good. it's like you could have fun yeah. with it because willow talks about what the worm is he kind of describes it almost kind of like this world's like balrog like it's this thing mm-hmm. that was like just sent to the depths and it's like it's beneath the world and so there's like there's the worm and then there's the people that worship it and the blood of the six i guess are the worshipers and that goes all the way down to bab morta mm-hmm. and so it's like just this deep eldritch stuff that preys on praise on eric because he's alone because of isolation um and the way that she sort of changes her tune and sort of you know plays him like a fiddle because he's isolated you know whereas these characters they had a similar experience in nakmar i think Mm -hmm. you know that episode's placement is perfect because coming out of nakmar and then going into wildwood and then going into the mines and then now on this journey here you know beyond the shattered sea like they they have each other which is such a generic sounding thing to say uh it was the friends we made along the way but it really has shown this entire show has been arguing against isolation mm-hmm. um as a practice in terms of leadership you know with sorsha and, and, and with the galadorn policies and yeah and uh, even with willow taking the nelwins underground out of his own guilt which now has even more context because mm-hmm his son ran away out of resentment and shame. And so it's like, well, no one can run away if I take them all underground. Like that's even more sad now. Yeah. 
I, I could protect everybody if I just cut us off. And it took everyone to Octo. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. It would, it would be like if Luke was like, we're all going. Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody. Everyone getting the Falcon. Yeah. We're no, all it's, it's sad. Much, yeah. Nobody's, nobody leave a note. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting the way that all of these thematic layers have come together um across moments that you didn't expect to connect like you said the the what seems like just black comedy at the time with the dead haster brother or you know uh, graydon and jade asking like is willow really that great a sorcerer and it's like we see this training stuff and he's blocking spells and he's sort of feeling his mojo and it's like he is but he just has to believe he is and he, he's defining great sorcerer by wins and losses not by actual magical attunement mm-hmm. and and i think that he my read of his sort of like i i wasn't there when kaya needed me i lost her and then my son left me it's like in his mind a great sorcerer would have been able to do it all and protect family and yeah. never lose anyone and it's about sort of what your expectations of yourself are mm-hmm. uh, which was plays into borman like he expected like Oh, I was on this mission. I should be able to finish it. Yeah. And Kit is, you know, I've always been, you know, trained a certain way. I should be capable. I should be able to just be the hero. Um, Jade. I mean, Jade faced her trials earlier than anybody else. Like mm. I, I thought I was going to be this, and then suddenly there's blood on my hands right out of the gate. You know, I've got to mm. kill my father figure, who I then and find I'm out was <laughs> a kidnapper. Yeah, yeah. Who I think I am. Yeah. So there's, yeah, they, the what what they've done in a very like YA pop sort of pop punk like colorful romp of a show has is so nuanced like yeah no it's 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 a very special endeavor that they've done and which again will now that now that we're approaching the end and we're getting the um you know it's it's starting to show a little more on social media this Mm -hmm. this sort of antsiness the urgency mm-hmm. we as fans are now feeling like can you can you make sure this is this has a future <laughs> like please yeah uh, which is also a really funny or not funny but like it's it's fortunate unfortunate crossover i don't know what the heck warrior nun is i don't know what it is but mm. all these people who i guess watched warrior nun and they have like save warrior nun hashtag in their like names they're all like flocking to willow and there's this oh. interesting like um there's this interesting sort of overlap of these fandoms who one of them has experienced the lack of renewal i think i think that's what happened to warrior and i think it didn't get picked up to continue right and, um and now it's like yeah you're starting to see more and more people kind of uh um rally to the cause because yeah it's it's a very and it's great for Lucasfilm. Like I, like I said multiple times, like I love the idea for Lucasfilm to really like spread its wings outside mm-hmm. of Star Wars. You know, because because that's what it can be. That's what it has been in the past. And um, I think Willow is such a great world that they've made. They have the right people doing all the right things. Like mm-hmm. you know, for for as much as you can say, like anything is flawless. Like I think it has been such and like honestly good well executed just season like i don't know what they have else to prove you know like what else could they do to say to make the case for more willow um like it's just it's it's just such 
it's such a like admirable endeavor that they've done. Absolutely. I completely agree. And uh, just, just beautifully said, and it, it, it's just the epitome of knowing what it is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I've talked to Ken about it off air a little bit, like Ken is the first one to say, he's like, you know, it skews a little young, but you know, Ken's also older than we are. Uh, but he's like, excuse a little young. He's like, but it should. He's yeah. like, it, it knows. He's like, it, it, he goes, think about the 13 year olds that are watching this right now. And like, this will become their world. This is going to be someone's Harry Potter. It's like, my freaking this is- Harry Potter now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's like it's such it's so yeah. like we said it's so relatable and it's mm-hmm. so earnest and mm-hmm. and dynamic and yeah uh, like um, attractive. Like it's just a very attractive show, and and I like and, and to that point of like it just decided what it was to make a reference. I'm sure you'll love it put its horizon at the top like it decided <laughs> it decided we're not gonna run this down the middle yeah we're gonna be here and we're gonna stay here you yeah. know and and whatever that means it'll be interesting yeah. um and so i mean john Kasdan pretty much he said it in a, in a cheeky way but he's like you know whether you love it or you're ambivalent or you're making your next hateful youtube video we look forward to your engagement on the next like he it's like yeah it's not going to apologize for it. It right. has never in a, in a, in a landscape where so many things apologize for what they are brief moment for everybody to decide what that is in their minds for themselves. Yeah. Nick, Nicky's thinking about halo. He's thinking about halo. I can feel it <laughs> like things, things that, that are apologizing and feel like they need to be like, well, we can be inspired by it, but we really should try to like, no, John Kasdan is a child of the eighties. Yeah, which means he was a teen young man of the '90s, and you could feel both of those things all over this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, training montage, and you know, twenty somethings making out, and people casting spells, and fun creatures, and goth stuff, and other people making out like this, and and, and music like yep. it's just it. It is so purely itself like i i yeah i i again i can't wait to watch the movie and then watch the show together because it just feels like yeah of course like mm-hmm. yeah of course that's that world 20 years later i still f- keep forgetting to find out what the earth is called in willow you know we have planetos for martin we have arda for tolkien uh we have many worlds in star wars of course but i don't yeah tears and and assorted other kingdoms mm-hmm. um that this feels like that world 20 years later and it yeah. just and it just plays um and i it's one of those things where i'm not having a i guess is my final thought i'm not having a how are they gonna wrap this up like how is it gonna because it just feels like they got it like it's so yeah. supremely confident that it ends with the leap of faith which you know i think maybe Kazdan was like, okay, relax. I'm not gonna homage my dad hundred percent. I thought it was gonna be a last crusade walk across gonna walk be. off yeah. the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was like, no, we're gonna we're gonna we embrace gotta, each we other and we're just gonna yeah. we're just gonna jump. And in my heart, well, I guess we'll see it in the next episode. In my heart, Jade jumped in right after him. And I think I think maybe Graydon and I'm sure Willow and Borman maybe were the last two. Mm-hmm. Willow wants to turn back. 
it's also yeah, that to point yeah. too. I want to yeah. go, which like Willow. Come on, man, you're so now like, mm-hmm. but but that's the point. Yeah. Um, but it, it just it was yeah, it was extremely powerful. And there's a uh, a couple not plot holes or loose threads or things, but there's 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 some room for fun uh, either yeah. for future seasons or for this finale. Things I'm excited about. Yeah. Uh, will there be more Mims? Will there be Frangine because I I, mm-hmm. I thought they were both going to be in the show. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, is there going to be a Mad Mardigan either from a certain angle or a DH or I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, Scorpia. What about Scorpia and, and this like slave yeah. revolt? She was gonna and... Like so much going on, but it's does it does bigness through smallness and smallness through bigness so well, which is something that I love. Like, yeah, it's all this. And then what does it come down to? Like the, the get the board is set and it's just these two young women, this one young man facing down and like it's on. Yeah. And the, the and they key emotional triangle is, yep. is there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and to what degree Willow fits in as the fourth piece. Cause it is, you know, still the show named after him. Mm-hmm. Um, will willow show up and accept that he is indeed a great sorcerer because i think the moment for him is that i hope he has as you know if if willow was real i you know and i could talk to him i i would love for him to realize like you got these kids further than anyone's ever been yeah beyond the world where Borman said it was impossible that no one's ever done it. Mm-hmm. That even this fisherman, this, I mean, the Julian Glover fisherman character, I forget, I forget the character's name, but like he, not only does he allude sort of to this cashmere legend, but he's been out there and has had all these quests for the point where he doesn't remember which yeah, quest they were just which. Blur together. Yeah. It all blurs and, and he's lost and he's alone and you don't have to be that. Not yeah. that he's like pathetic or anything, but it's like this. That's what's again solitude. This show's advocating against it, mm. um, and it's not always coming down on it in a clear way. Sorsha is very morally gray, and the decisions mm-hmm. that she's made as a leader they have not been great. Um, but but they've all been truthful, and this show embraces something that we've talked about a lot, which is that characters make suboptimal decisions. Yeah. And sometimes that just happens. Like yeah. if you, if anyone watching is like, uh, you know, Eric turned to the dark side too soon. I'm not going to disagree with you. It is fast, mm-hmm. but I also am like within the context of this fantasy where time is sort of ambiguous and he's been through hell, he might not realize that's what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it looks like that to us, but he might be like, this yeah, is our heritage. Like, we don't know how long it took from him drinking or when he's like on his back and she's pouring the thing in mm-hmm. and we don't know the time between that and him stepping out we don't and we don't yeah. know what his motivation is or lack thereof like we don't no. th- that's what something exactly that happened, yeah. imparted and in, into kit is I, as much as i do you are also have the blood of of your grandmother and so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it plays out but uh do you have any final thoughts on this episode before we close out um yeah, I mean, again, it's it's still one of those ones where it's like, I have too many thoughts, <laughs> too many yeah. feelings. I don't yeah. know which ones to even say. Um, yeah, it was. It's just it was a really 
epic hour of of fantasy television. Um, it felt so complete. It felt satisfying, heavy, funny. The the pulling of the um, throwing star on oh, Kit's arm with the slide, like just it's full of so much like character heart, light light moments with powerful moments. Um, yeah, it's just it's super exciting, and I can't wait to rewatch it at some point. And um, you know, just again in total with the show. I, I'm so excited for for the finale. I think nothing has happened in the show to make me doubt <laughs> that they would not absolutely stick the landing on it. Um, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be so um, like satisfying, cathartic. Like it'll yeah. be, it'll be what it exactly what it needs to be. I think I think they didn't design this because it's not Star Wars or Marvel. I don't think they approached it in terms of like you know we have three future seasons lined up for sure. Yeah. No worries. I think they set out to be like, if it does end, it can end. Um, right. And, and it'll be, it'll feel good. It'll feel complete. It'll be the Willow sequel. Right. And then if it can be more great, if not, it's Willow two, And it, right. and it is, and it's, yeah. And I, and you know, just on a real world note, you know, we had Maggie Bacella on previously uh, who had seen the screeners. Nobody has seen the finale. Yeah. Everybody has seen well, one through seven in. if they've seen them. So it's mm-hmm. like this is this is the card that they kept yeah. close to the chest. There's and there are things you know, I'm worried about in it. You know, like mm-hmm. I am worried about where the loss will come from because mm-hmm. Willow again, Willow. For as much as we're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's great, aspirational family, like lighthearted kind of fantasy. Like it still is heavy, and like it's there's still you don't like not everyone makes it out kind of situations in willow and so feel like something's gonna happen something big who knows i'm i'm worried about this sort of direct line the crone has to elora now and yeah. what directions that might push her in because she already used a pretty gnarly spell on willow um yeah and so i'm i'm yeah I'm, I, it's it's that like perfect level of excitement and worry that should always exist when you when you're going into a season finale you know absolutely yeah this is again this is a much bigger conversation, but I've always advocated for the week-to-week drops, and this is why. Um, it just it feels right. I love the anticipation. I love not yeah. knowing. I love these new characters. I can't wait to see where it goes, and I can't wait to talk about it with you. Uh, and I can pretty safely say, I mean, it's already locked. I mean, things happen, but you know, I will say uh, Chase, uh, our friend, uh, a.k.a. That Gay Jedi, they are also one of the co-hosts on Pink Milk, will be joining us for the finale. Um, Do I got to see you at the Willow premiere as well? Yes, yes, yeah. we're both at the Willow premiere. <laughs> yeah. A wonderful evening for all. Um, and you got to witness the Kit Jade relationship be birthed into this world um, mm-hmm. on a big screen. Mm-hmm. I know Very that you were, a, you were a changed, all of you changed people after that glorious yeah. relationship moment. Um, and uh, Ken might be back with us. Uh, so make sure uh, give Ken the follow. He's gonna pop in in some capacity because he he has something to say. He says, "I have." I goes, "I, I need to make a statement." Come on, Ken. Uh, a, a, Willow, <laughs> a Willow State of the Union, if yes. you will, uh, from from the leader here. Uh, but uh, for right now, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you uh, and all of the Willow gifs that you've been saving? Oh yeah, um, yeah. You can find those in my phone album. Uh, on my <laughs> on my photo reel um 
And yeah, you can follow me at Nequitius, N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S. I promise no great content, but hopefully there will be something you will enjoy. Um, you can check out One and Done Film Club at One, the letter N, Done Show. You can check out Imperial Senate Podcast at M Senate Pod and also on YouTube. Um, and then what else? Rewatch Between Worlds on Alden's Octo Radio. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll do, what, do what I did last time and uh, leave you with the wise words of stay hydrated, stay in Ruby Cruz, make good choices. Yeah, Ruby Cruz, you have a standing invitation to come on Casually Talk uh, so we can ask you about your immaculate style playing kit and uh, what it's like to not be on social media. Uh, I, it just sounds, it sounds incredible. That's, that's like the, that's the primary thing we're, we're trying yeah, to learn. That's, that's the exact build. It's impossible to learn this power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only from Kit Tantalos, uh, who introduces herself with such, with such grace. Uh, you can find, uh, Ken Napsok, of course, at Ken Napsok, all his links are down below. Pick up a copy of his book, Why We Love Star Wars. You can follow Casually Talk. I always do the point wrong. Damn reflections. Uh, at Casually Talk, Twitter. Uh, there's a QR code in the bottom right corner if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast feed, you can scroll down. Links, find ways to support the show. We're going to be doing more live stuff soon, more interactive things. There's going to be a Willow season wrap-up party with everybody that's joined us on this journey and maybe one or two more faces uh, when the season is over. You can find me personally at that Alden Diaz, T-H-A-T-A-L-D-E-N-D-I-A-Z, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Hive. I think that's everything. Wow, I'm tired. Uh, this has been a wonderful one. I feel like Kenneth, the Mudmander, I'm going to uh, stop decaying and just uh, swim on back home. Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your journey. See you in the Mor- Memorial City. Uh, have fun storming the castle. This has been Casterly Talk. <laughs> <laughs>